Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Hey, I got a mask on. If you uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll know I have a mask on. If you're watching on uh, uh, if you're watching on Apple Podcasts, yeah. that's a, that's, a, that's wow. A it's a mistake. But what an open. Good open so far. We have a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. And one of the main things I'm going to talk about with Mark Ellis is that Quentin Tarantino might be doing a Rambo first blood movie. <laughs> and that is going to be what we are going over today. Today that on is, Movie Talk. That is the big he's thing. He's ditching his R-rated Star Trek, and he's doing a Rambo. It, it, when I tell you the story of how that all came to be, you're going to be excited about it. That is the big thing today. The big thing is, will we get the David Morrell? Uh, we're going to find out in a bit. The Big Thing Show. I'm Christian Harlop. One of the reasons also, I'll tell you, that because, yes, 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 there he is. Did I ruin your tease? No, Sorry. Hi, everyone. I'm glad, and you always have to have the attention. I get it. <laughs> I understand. I just sit here and I see you pushing so many buttons. I'm like, I just want to help the poor help. guy out. Yeah. I don't need to talk. And it doesn't sound like I'll be doing a lot of talking on this episode. You will be. Because I want to hear the questions. story. You got questions. Of Rambo. Yes. And Quentin Tarrant. Do I think it's going to happen? As of right now, probably not in probably a million not. years. Probably not in a million years. They, but that, that's because he's, he's teased like eight, di- like you said, Star Trek and everything. He's teased like eight different projects. He's a what creative he's guy. And yeah. he always, it, whenever he talks, I just still feel like he is, some part of him is still in that video store. hundred percent. In Venice or wherever, yes. where it's like, I want to make a movie in this genre, in this genre, which it's is kooky. great. It's kooky, man. That's kooky. what creative people do. He's and he's also retired like 38 times. So. Well, no, no, he hasn't yet. What, he's, what he has said is that he's only got one more, and then he's retiring, right? But has the question he, is, he's pitched, like three eight, movies? he's pitched like eight movies. No, yeah. no, no, not, not no. he's just, he's been talking about it for a while. The question is, what is Kill Bill Volume 3? Is that a thing? Is, like, is that going to happen? Said it is. Um, so this, this, the reason I really like this story right. is, I, now you know how much I love the stolen Rambo movies. I mean, you I, you are almost. I would say you're you're borderline. I'm I'm almost concerned for you as to how much you love Rambo. Not as much as you like Van Halen, but in the same neighborhood. By the way, yes. Can I? This oh, is this oh, is maybe the biggest you, thing. You I saw, saw it. I already saw it's it. It's for you. It's your birthday. I was gonna hold it up. I got it for your birthday. Hold it up. I got the for you for your birthday. This is Christian Harlow. Do you did you did you have did you get it? Did you I already have, buy I it? I have two copies of it. Do you? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's great. This, yeah. and, and, and I love you so much for doing this, yeah. but I think that this belongs here so that you can read up more on the greatest no, band. No, it's for your birthday. I got it for you, but even though you have it. I mean, it, I'll right? have it. So, yeah. look, I have two bathrooms in my place. Yeah. So this can go in the other, because I have one okay. on top of one toilet, oh, okay. and then this you can, can go the on top one. of the other one. I figured you got it right away, but I was like, when did you get it, by the way? When did you get it? I got it at a... Um, How long ago? When you are on the road? So this came out, um, I don't know, maybe a, three or four weeks after Eddie passed. Oh, did it? 
Um, and so, yeah, yeah, week. but like, I didn't see it quite that quickly. Okay. I was at CVS or some godforsaken place where the receipts are a mile long. Right. And I'm um, checking out, and maybe I was buying booze, so I had to actually like talk to somebody, supposed to do the self checkout. And I saw the Van Halen magazine, and I'm like, uh, give me that too. <laughs> and so I got that. Then somebody gave me one as a gift. Also, oh, you already had some months your third, later. Your third one. And now the circle is complete. Perfect. So thank you very much. It really is. Fascinating stuff in here. This is this is uh, life, and their Van Halen tribute. I encourage everyone to pick it up and listen to some Van I, Halen while you read. I it. will tell you that I knew and I listened to my gut, and my gut was correct when I bought it. I said, "There's no chance that he doesn't have this." And when I when I, when I was on I was online when I got it, and mm-hmm. I you're said, in the line. Yeah, I was in the line. Sorry. Well, there was a there's a, there's a line. There's an imaginary line that you're line standing on, and you're in it. But I was on the line, and when uh, I was getting it. I was like, you know, I got to get this guy a birthday present. He always, he always, every every morning he comes over for a big thing. He brings me a coffee. He does other stuff. And I was like, he's done so much for me. You didn't do it for the coffee. Not just for the coffee. You didn't do it because Why? it was my birthday. I did. I swear. You did it because of the pretzels. No, it was because of the birthday. You're mad about the pretzels. I remember. The pretzels You're mad that I fattened you up last I, year. I did. And it, it was the whole reason I had bad cholesterol. It was that whole, I was, I was good <laughs> up until, <laughs> up until that, that whole tub of pretzels just lies pretzels you're fine they're delicious they're really good good. spicy mustard you're not kidding around yeah Yeah. um but to jump back to tarantino and to uh, jump back to tarantino you see how good this guy is really good so what a host david morell is the guy who wrote first blood and you remember how i mean throughout our time on schmoes yes i've talked about this novel religiously right so he wrote the novel. The 1972 novel, while Vietnam was still happening mm-hmm. at the time, and the novel is significantly different than the movie. And Do you remember us having this conversation? Maybe Not about ish. the novel. So the novel is very similar, Like, and, and I don't think you read either one of them, but in, it's one of the reasons nope. I liked Hunger Games, um, because you were in the mind of Katniss, and you're in the mind of John Rambo mm-hmm. throughout the entire thing, right? So when he's going through this town and he's going through all this stuff and, and the Dennehy character is, is also a war vet and still a bit of a, you know, rides his ass, but not as much of a dick, right? He's got, there's, you feel for him a little bit more than you do for Dennehy in First Blood. But in the book, in the movie, he kills a guy by accident. Remember he's, remember he's on the, on the rocks. Rambo does. Rambo. Yeah. Rambo's on the rocks and, and he's trying to hide and the, the one guy who's just been fucking with them the whole time is trying to shoot at him so finally Rambo throws a rock and it hits the helicopter and the guy falls out. Haven't seen the movie in quite some well, time. that's but, how the guy dies yeah. and it's, it's basically a self-defense. Right. And then he does kill the dogs in the, in the woods because they're oh. coming after him and he snaps their necks or whatever he does. But, All right. But, but other than that he doesn't really kill anybody. In the book... He fucking kills everyone. He's running in, in the really? in the movie. He runs out and he punches a guy in the face, and then he's he grabs and he grabs a motorcycle and takes off. And he's got like he got like a ripped shirt on and jeans, whatever. He's butt naked in the in the book, and he fucking guts a dude. Wow! He runs out and just guts a dude. A, yeah, a I guess at that point you're making a movie. You're worried about the NC-17 label. Well, but it's not just that. It's that you can't root for him anymore. Because he just murdered a police officer right in the middle of, of the uh, like in the book, you're like, okay, this guy he's he's been pushed, and right. he, this is a killing machine. It's like took a guy's motorcycle. Took in in the movie, he takes the guy's motorcycle. And I can like, forgive that. Whatever, and he and he punches a guy in the nose. Fine, he's just sure. trying, he's just trying to get out. He didn't kill anybody. He he, I mean, he's hunting them in in the woods and kills all of them. 
Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot to swallow. Because, like, in a movie, the nose punch is kind of like the shoulder yeah. absorbing the bullet. Where as soon as somebody gets shot in the shoulder in a movie, don't worry. They'll be okay. They're going to be fine. They'll be okay. And it's like, and but he's wiping out everybody, right? And so, and you get more and more into the mindset of this guy. Where this is where he belongs. And Troutman comes in, same thing. And in the end, in the book, like, he... Uh, oh, doesn't he die? He does. I mean, in the, the in the original movie, Spoiler they shot alert. they shot it they shot a an ending with Stallone dying, and it, yeah. obviously you say you can't kill Rocky, and and so so in the other way you wouldn't have the franchise. But in the end, been end it also didn't make sense as much because he didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to die in the book, he's got to. And and when you have Denny he, in the book, who's who's hunting him the entire time, he starts to respect him and respect what this kid has done, and I think. Rambo kills him, and then Troutman kills Rambo. All right, and it's like so. Tarantino was talking about that about the Dave, the original David Morrell book, mm-hmm. and saying how he wants to make that movie. He wants to do it with Adam Driver. Adam Driver's great choice. Adam Driver has experience right. as a a veteran. And I didn't know he was a veteran. You know, Adam Driver's in the Marines. I, I, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, he was in the Marines. Right. Not the, uh, not the First Order Marines. No, no, no. Off no, no. that other the, galaxy, no, like, right. like these Marines on Earth. And he is, he's a great actor, but he also just feels physically like a guy who can pull that off, killing right. a lot of people. But he also has that, like, he can just go to that place. Right, right. And I think that, that tortured that, place. And, you would, and I think that he mentioned, the, and who he mentioned, I don't know if it was Troutman, for, for Troutman or for... Was it Will Tisdall? I think I remember what the guy's name is in the book, uh, Dennehy. But he mentioned Kurt Russell that he'd want Kurt Russell and and Driver. The question is, who does Russell play? Does Russell play Troutman or does Russell play the you know the the sheriff? I always say yes to Kurt Russell. Me too. So, Could have been both roles. And the fact of Tarantino doing this version of it, mm-hmm. I would be very excited. This is this is where because people wouldn't understand right away. They would see a remake of First Blood and think, oh, they're remaking the the Rambo franchise and it's a, it's they're two different it's like almost how there's the you know the, the variants in, uh, in yeah in, in in loki like this is variant this is a variant rambo like they're two different it's Rambos. so tough though because the name rambo is it's now so synonymous yeah. with stallone in the reagan 80s and then and then all this other stuff yeah. that, all the sequels that have come since then and so it's almost like you do want him to call it, it first blood it, it's first blood is what you'd call it right yeah because it's based it's on the, the novel yeah, it's a novel yeah First blood based on a novel by David Morrell. In little parentheses, not that Rambo. Not that Rambo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it it is. I mean, it's my favorite book. Mm-hmm. I remember reading it as a kid. I was like seventeen or eighteen. I read it and I loved it. I remember being in, in Madeira Beach in Saint Petersburg, just sitting on the on the deck, just reading just reading it by the water, and it was just like I was in love <laughs> with the it. calm water coming in. You're reading about a guy gutting, gutting people in gutting the woods. People in the woods, but it was it was such a great. I remember my dad was the one who had read it because going back to that point, when you tell people that First Blood was a great novel, they go the Rambo novel. Yeah, right. They don't think about. It. They don't realize it was a book first because David Morrell did not like the last Rambo. He didn't like a lot of the movies. He didn't like a lot of them. I think he was okay with the with the adaptation, but wasn't his book. Did your dad read it before the movie had come out? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He read it. He read it um, he, because my dad was a was a vet. He was in there. Yeah, he was. And that movie, that book came out in seventy two. I think my dad was right. Around, I think he was back around that time. Yeah. Everybody getting so jaded about 
the conflict by then, yeah. the war. You're in the shadow of uh, Nixon and Watergate. Right. It didn't end until like '75. Officially, yeah. Yeah. So officially, it was. I mean, it was pretty. It was. It was. You know, not a, not as heightened as it was in like '68, '69 at that point, but it was still like. It was a long war. Right. And there was a lot going on and the PTSD of it. And that's really what this was supposed to be about with. So to see, I, I hope it happens. I'd like to see it. I think that it, I think Tarantino's version of this novel would be great. And I'm you if I don't want to see anybody touch Rocky. No one needs to remake Rocky. No one's. <laughs> this is a different thing. This isn't remaking the Stallone Rambo movies. This is. This is somebody for the first time actually making the David Morrell book. No one's made the, the book exactly what it was. All right, so I'm going to play the game that I love playing with you because yeah. I love torturing you. Yes. Let's put you at the multiplex, right. and here are the movies that are playing. Okay? At the moment. Quentin Tarantino always says he's got one movie left in him, all right? Okay. Quentin Tarantino's can, First Blood. Just he, that alone sounds pretty good. Yes. Pretty he can good. only make one more movie. Yeah. So I'm going to give you any of the movies that he's talked about wanting to make. So I'm going right. to give you... First Blood. Yeah. I'm going to give you his Star Trek movie. Yeah. I'm going to give you Kill Bill Volume 3. I'm also going to give you a sequel to any of his other movies. Which theater do you walk into? Because I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm not the world's biggest Star Trek honk at all. I just want to go see what a guy like that does with a property like Star Trek. There's so many reasons I would. That, that's my last on the list. <laughs> um, so many reasons. Um, one, I'm just not a big Star Trek fan in general although i do like the jj abrams ones and and even i actually thought beyond was a great movie it's the most star trek i felt out of all of them and i really liked that movie right right sophia butella and i i enjoyed it i the main reason why i don't want to see it is i don't want to hear all the fanboys talking about how tarant this is tarantino's star trek and that's all it's going to be uh, about this isn't real star trek this isn't this i hear about that in the movie theater i don't want to hear anything that's the aftermath but all, all of it it's just I, I don't even it's it's and plus the fact it's it's another property that people are very attached to first blood yeah it's a property not a lot of people are attached to it it's just it's not and you feel like the novel basis is going to be such a departure and a legit departure it's that people so, who are even like you who adored the rambo it's movies so different it's you, so different. You give it the acceptance that it's going to be totally different. Yes. It's, it's hard to do that with Star Trek because even a lot of people, when J.J. Abrams was making the Star Trek movie, said, well, that's not really my Star Trek. Right. Which I, I can understand, I guess. I mean, you're protective of your property. I get it, but I just, that's, that's one of the things. Tarantino doesn't need to. I mean, would it be interesting and fun to watch? Yeah, it, it would, but the I difference see what he does. is. I just want to see what it is. The re, there's two, and first of all, I don't know if Kill Bill Volume 3, I think I can't remember if that's already announced and then it's one more. Or if it's one of the ones that's rumored, I can't, I can't remember. But let's let's go off your let's just say that, mm-hmm. that let's just say it's part of it. Um, that one is it's between that and First Blood because I I, I would I would almost I'd come close to say that Kill Bill can, Volume One and Two is one movie. I would a lot of times say that might be my favorite Tarantino. Um, okay, although I mean I really. I really like. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the last one he did with Brad Pitt and uh, and and Leo. Once upon a time in uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I wasn't. I mean, the Hateful Eight. Eh, I might okay. go with Glorious Bastards. It's a really good movie too. Might like, be my favorite. I like that one. Hateful Eight's nowhere close. Which one? Hateful Eight's not nah. not close. Yeah, I um, I appreciated the uh, the scenery as much as anything else in that movie. Yeah, and the score, but. Django Unchained, I really appreciate it. Pulp Fiction, I, I think, is a, is a really well-done movie. I, I don't, Pulp like, worship it, the ground it walks on like a lot of other people. Yeah. 
Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our President's Day special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. But, yeah, I'd probably say Inglorious Bastards is my favorite one. It would be between I, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill are the ones that battle out the top spot, and then Inglorious Bastards is right there mm-hmm. for sure. But, and I really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've watched it a few different times. Um, but anyway, the thing with First Blood is that in the 1982 version of the film, which is a really good movie, I just feel like this is you in any situation. That's all I this do. This is you at a dinner party. This is it. you at, at that's some how, event. That's how I order coffee. This is Christian at a baseball game. Yeah. You can be talking about anything. Like, who's up next? Oh, wow. Okay. Very similar to what uh, sounds, <laughs> sounds like, uh, you know, David, David. Wow, did you see Mookie Betts make that catch? That's right. Uh, what's, what's, our, what's our boy's name from... Uh, uh, David Caruso, not David Caruso. He's in. The, he's a young David Caruso is in the. Oh, uh, from uh, NYPD Blue, and then later Jade. Well, he was in. He was in um, First Blood. He was one of. He was the young. He was the only one. He plays Mitch. He's the only one that. that oh, is just, poor Mitch. Did you see this guy's crazy? Poor Dude. redheaded Mitch. But um, but anyway, in the '82 version with Stallone, because that's hot off a of Rocky three, so mm-hmm. Stallone's a megastar at this point. Yep. So, as good as the movie is, Stallone is the star of the film. Right, in Tarantino's First Blood, as much of it as a Tarantino movie, John Rambo will be the star of that of that movie, and not Adam Driver. It'll be the the character they'll fo- they'll feature in more because the movie's just the movie's supposed to be about what the inner turmoil of kind of John Rambo is, and you don't you see some of it in First Blood, but not to the extent of that book, dude. Okay, and, but can you name a movie that you think that Tarantino made that he directed that yeah. he that he is not the star no, of? No, no, it's it, it's it's hard. It's hard. Has he ever done one? Um, it's hard to do because what what movie has he done? I mean, I think there's some that were based off properties or whatever too, but like there, there's most of it's all original stuff. He hasn't. Right. Really, what was the last one? It's always been a Tarantino thing. So, but what it does show is whether it's Star Trek or First Blood, he's mm-hmm. sniffing around other properties which we haven't heard him do before. Yeah, right. And he's been doing it for a while. That's why. So I think that the answer would be First Blood because I want to see what he does when he jumps. It's the same thing like Neil Bloomkamp, right? He hits with District Nine. It crushes, a, with, this crushes with it. Um, you liked Elysium. I did not. I did. Uh, but then he, we both agree he eats shit with Chappie, right? Yeah, yeah, just so much potential, too. So he was a guy that I wanted to see do that adapting because he was. Rumored, I wanted to see him do aliens. He was rumored around aliens. Yeah. He was rumored around Star Wars. Not even rumored. He was supposed to do aliens. Uh, he was rumored. I mean, he right. was rumored to do a lot of these properties, and he didn't. And it's like, let's see him do another property because that's what a lot of these guys do. And I, and I think it's probably, it's probably tempting and, and, like, seducing as a director when you hit on those movies and you start getting – you can make your own movie. You can write your own thing. You can do what Shyamalan does. You can do what Tarantino does. You can do what mm-hmm. Nolan does. Go ahead. And you go, okay, because a lot of directors build their names by t- taking properties out and, and, and building them out and, and say, oh, here's your script. 
directed. Seems to be the model right now right. where it's a, if you make a couple small films that that are critically acclaimed, right. and then you're and then you get this big property, then you can go do whatever you want. Whether it's doing more big properties, you can go back and do small ones. You can kind of go have one foot in each world. Right. But it's very rare to be able to do something like District Nine hit your hit your thing. It's usually I've directed a few things, and now I get a chance to do to do something else. You know, right. so um, yeah, even Spielberg. I mean, he had Duel and Sugarland Express, but then, like, Jaws is based on a novel. Right. That, and Peter Benchley, not a fan of... <laughs> Peter Benchley's not even a fan of what he wrote now because oh, okay. it just had such a backlash on Great White Sharks, the beautiful right. creatures that they are. Well, so it's... So that's... I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. I want to see how that, how that pans out. But I do... Um, there was something else that I just thought of that I wanted to bring. Oh, yeah. I watched this whole thing. The big other thing. With my wife that I want to tell you about in just a moment. But Ooh. what we did, if you guys notice, we are approaching, it's like over 60,000 views now on the, uh, on the Schmodown Collision. Yeah. And, and it was a lot of fun. We were half in studio, half digital, and we officially got to partner with Captain Morgan, which is the original Spiced Rum. It is on the channel now. If you missed it, what? Four great matches. We had Amaru Moses versus Saul. Laura Kelly versus Dimalanta for the Star Wars title. Kevin Goodenough Smith versus Marisol McKee in a number one contender match. And for the team's championship, former champs uh, Corruption versus Shazam was amazing. So if you guys haven't checked it out, please do. And no matter how you choose to watch and stream the Schmodown, Captain Morgan is best enjoyed responsibly. That is the captain's orders. That's Captain Morgan, original spiced rum at Captain Morgan, USA. Um, a good time, good time in studio and virtual. Able, well, and then in the cantina, dude. How fun was that cantina? It was great. It was yeah. great, and and really hats off to our crew yeah. for running such a good ship. And and we we learned a lot from our first in studio sort of match, and right. then we were able to apply that knowledge and how the mechanisms are all going to work together. And, then we do and it, it was a lot the, smoother. Yeah, and we do, and it it's going to be even smoother on, hopefully on the fourteenth. Yeah, four big matches on the fourteenth. There's like I think like. Three or four tickets left, which is cool. TheSchmodownLive.com if you want to go. One of the reasons we're doing uh, mass now and with all this stuff and all the cases that are jumping up, too, we don't even need We're both vaccinated. So why are you sitting around with a mask on if you're vaccinated? Well, because it's still with all the cases that are coming up. I did. I watch, I watch the news on this stuff maybe more than I should now. <laughs> and even watching some of the doctors, they said this, they said this thing. It was like, okay, this one guy, Osterholm, you know this guy? Can't say that I do off the top of my head. It reminds me of Brian Dennehy, to be honest with you. But he says that he he said, and it's back. We're, he's usually, you see how quickly we got I back know. to Rambo. I told you I can do it no matter yeah. what. And a lot of times this guy seems like a doom and gloom type doctor, mm -hmm. but he said, but he's realistic, and he says it. But what he said was, he goes, "Look, all these waves, and we're and don't fool yourself. You're in the, we're in the middle of a fourth wave here. Um, all these waves go and last for about seven or eight weeks, and then they do the decline." Mm -hmm. What happened? And so right now we're in like the third or fourth week of this thing, so we right. got another four or five weeks, depending on. And it's like okay, but that means with the breakthrough, and there's more breakthrough cases that they, they, they haven't tested everybody, mm -hmm. so there's more. But you don't even know you have it. So to on, to err on the side of caution, we're doing the mass and the fact that we. Um, and I wasn't. I, I cannot do lockdown anymore, dude. I just I cannot do it. I just there's. Uh, it's like there's no there, like that's why when. People were asking, are you going to do the cantina? I'm like, yeah, everybody's going to be vaccinated. Crews, I said, and then someone said, well, will you wear a mask uh, for the whole shoot? I said, yeah, I'll do it. I mean, if it means, what? if I have to wear a mask or we have to do digital matches, I'll wear a mask. I'll wrap 
electrical tape around my head. I'd pay to see that. And and I, and I would just stand there all day. I cannot. I can't do these freaking digital matches anymore. I, can't. I, I I still enjoy the the digital matches. I I think they do. Are end. you lying? think they do add another flavor. Yeah, I mean, as far as the competition goes, <laughs> yes. Yes. But as far as the look and feel, it's not... Uh, as far as... No, the, I, I, as yeah. the, the product... Well, what the competitors are doing, 100%. I, but but uh, I would even say for the audience, I think that it's not as as steep of a drop-off as you and I feel just because we're fatigued right. from having that and because you and I get so much juice from being in front of a live audience. Yeah. I think the crew's done such a good job of making those virtual matches oh, feel... no doubt. What, what, like, there is, like, like this huge crowd so there. That's the only reason I can like the fact that, yeah. we're, that we're still doing it. So you know, yeah. So you know, even in the moment, it really sucks, right? For for certain um, aspects, but you get a great final product, which is all no I really doubt. care about. But I'm a hundred percent on your I, team. I just is that comparison. I would much rather wear the mask and do it live, right? Because I get a lot out of that yes. too. I love being live. The energy was so different, and like, like you could right. see all the competitors. You see the the audience. They were so like juiced up and ready to play and, and the audience had so much fun and like the competition's been incredible though what i keep saying though for digital is that the difference is for example there's a certain competitor that lost uh during the cantina mm-hmm. i went up to i went up to this competitor afterwards had a conversation with them and they got to talk and they got to be around their their people and they were like they were bummed but then they they kind of people well, you must know, have been a celebrity. I'm just meant in general, like, you know, the people that are around and talking to their friends and they just were talking, they, they stuck around and they kept talking to the to the crew and everybody. And by the end of it, they're like, yeah, okay, you know, they're, they're feeling good. When you're in the digital match and you lose a match, mm-hmm. you turn off the computer and you're and it's just sitting there oh. in your thoughts. Just, it's the most lonely feeling I can only imagine if you're competing in a big high-profile match or a smaller match. And it's right. like... Oh, you! Oh, and you're a winner. Oh, oh, just sitting there, and you can't talk to anybody. You can't do that, and it's not. And there's even something that we we recorded recently. And normally, what I like to do is in between the matches, you know, before Jen does our interviews, unless it's like live and we're throwing back and forth, I like to talk to the competitors and the managers afterwards and say, "Hey, great match. Whether mm-hmm. you won or lost, this." And, like when you go into the interview, just take a breath, calm down for a little bit, take a moment. If you need a second before you go into the post interview, right? Chill out. I can't do that in digital because it's like go 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 go. It's that proverbial, even though you're not physically touching any anybody necessarily, other than like a fist bump. Right. But it's that thing you hear about the NFL Combine, where so many scouts and and coaches and stuff they want to quote put their hands on you a little bit just so they can kind of meet you in yeah. person. See, hey, is that knee really healthy? Like they can actually watch it up close. That's right. And, and I think a lot of that helps, and it also helps foster that sense of community yeah. which has just been amazing we've been able to maintain as well as we have during this last year plus and so th- but that's the thing about getting back that's why people one of the reasons why we want to get back into studio so much is because it does feel like a family yes. when you're back in studio and it demands a certain level of respect and professionalism yeah. from everybody involved in it and it's not a tough bar to hit and if the bar for us is you just got to wear these things on stage, Whatever. and like, 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 you don't have any problem with it because under that mask, you're kind of hideous. Disgusting. I am beautiful. Yes. I'm a, I am God's gift yeah. to it's, everybody. It, it, it broke my heart to have to do that to you. <laughs> but nonetheless, we did it. And <laughs> you just saw the sadness under my mask. That was like, it. You took away my best I quality. I just took away your best quality. But I, I will say, <laughs> it was the first time ever, though, because I watched, the, I was watching the, the footage for the, the match that we're airing on, well, tonight. Ethan versus Irwin. You get to see the first title match live in person since uh, Atlanta. 
Pretty um, exciting stuff. It's pretty great. And I will say this to toot, mm-hmm. to toot my own horn. Um, okay. It was the first time I looked and I said, okay, I did lose weight. Because <laughs> I, I was, I looked even today, dude, I, I'm at, right now, I have officially lost 15 pounds. So you were, uh, you were what, 212? 212, 213. Okay. Yeah, and so uh, at my heaviest. It's a big number. It's a big number. Okay, but now that you've done that and you've yeah. seen yourself on camera you, and we all know how shredded you are now. I wouldn't say shredded. i say not fat. Is there an amazing – is there – can you tell – is there footage that you saw where you're like – other than the, just like you want to keep your cholesterol at a healthy level, is there footage that you saw prior to that? I thought I was looking look where, where, where you're like, oh, I, I got to – Wait, that's yeah. not who oh, I yeah. am. On, on a couple episodes of this show. Like, you know what's funny is – Oh, wow. Okay. Normally, I remember back in the day when I would go on like little weight loss things and – one time, we were reviewing something, and somebody made some comment about, like, a turkey neck or something, right? And I went, do I have a turkey neck? And I looked, and I was like, I do have a turkey neck. And then I lost, like, 15 pounds. At, at that you, was that the time when you, when you were taking boxing classes in the park at 7 a.m.? I was. This guy. I was. So that this was, was good, man. I had was just good. moved into this nice, pristine building, yeah. and some celebrities lived there in addition to me. And they weren't as good looking as me, but they're still famous. And so uh, Christian would come over in the morning to shoot reviews. <laughs> and this guy would show, this happened for like two weeks in a row. Yeah. Christian would show, I maybe did five reviews during this period that just wreaked havoc on my nostrils. Because Christian would come over drenched in sweat, just smelling. And yeah. th- there's a scent even worse than fresh sweat. And it's our old sweat. Right. And that's what you you came over with musty sweat from right. the drive from the park over to here. And not right only that, there. Christian w- would have his, his cute little uh, cup that he would mix his protein shake that's in. That's right. He brought his cute little protein powder. So he got all he of it. He put it in there. He'd shake it up. Did he make sure the top was, was sealed? Not always. <laughs> so there's a lot of excess liquid. I don't want to hear about it, though. All I, around I don't, here. You know, it, it, that's payback for all the fucking gum that you left all oh. over the place for years. What do you mean all over the place? Dude, you would, no, there would be gum. We would shoot reviews, and there would be gum on, on paper, on receipts. On this every- isn't you talking. This sounds like somebody else in your household uh, who it, found it once. And that was the end of it. Yeah. No. But do you want to- me to go rat you out? What about what? Because multiple times yeah. after you left, yeah. I'd go into my bathroom to take a pee, and i look down at the toilet. What's in the toilet? Oh, it's a little wad of gum. Is it for me? Did I put no. gum in there? I wouldn't know. Multiple. Gum in the toilet? Multiple times. I wouldn't spit gum into the toilet. Yes, you would. Someone else May- Maybe not sub 200 pound Christian Harloff. <laughs> but but Jabba the Harloff? Probably didn't even know that it was falling no, out of my you, mouth. And it was just like, it was. Giant space yeah, slug. I, I, had like, I, had like, I had like seven pieces of gum that just like would fall out on the side. It was like, oh, there's Hubba Bubba. There's frog legs and chicken wing bones. <laughs> all sorts of crap <laughs> in my toilet. There's a gum Oh, that was Can't shame a hut. They really embrace you it. Can I got something I got to talk to you about because it's either like you said, whether it's going to be mm-hmm. um, first blood. What if it's not first blood? What else do you think I'm going to bring up in a, in a in in a restaurant or somewhere else? Um, and the second I say it, you're going to go, "That's right." Is it a movie? I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay, then I'll probably say. It. I'm going to say '80s wrestling. Close, but Julia Roberts. We'll get into that yeah. in a little bit. But before that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, very excited to talk to you once again about ExpressVPN. If you guys keep wondering to yourself, oh, man, my Internet's been so cheap lately. Why is that? Why is your Internet so much cheaper these days? It's like 30 or 40 bucks a month. Oh, that's great. What a deal. It's because Internet ser- uh, service providers like Comcast or AT&T, 
they don't just make money off of the subscription fees. That's what they may want you to think. They also make money from spying on your internet activity, and they sell your history and your data to big tech companies. So if you want the best way to make sure that 100% of that data is encrypted and that your internet provider can't get a hold of it, you guessed it. That service is ExpressVPN. It creates a secure tunnel between all your devices and the internet so that everything that you do online is encrypted. It reroutes your connection through a secure server. This blocks your internet provider from seeing everything that you do online. All they can see is that you're connected to an ExpressVPN server, but they can't see anything beyond that. And it's not just for the phone. It's not for the computer. ExpressVPN, it will work on all of your devices. It works on uh, tablets, smart TVs, even your router, so that your, your entire family can always stay protected. I cannot stress this enough. ExpressVPN is so simple to use. It really is. It's really, really easy. It's set up on all my stuff. You just open it up. You tap on one button to connect, and that's all you got to do. Because your data is your business, nobody else's. Protect it at expressvpn.com slash sen. Expressvpn.com slash sen. And you'll get three extra months of ExpressVPN protection for free. Expressvn.com slash sen to hear more. Go and do it. Um, so there's, you know that on Netflix that... Um, that, for, that was beautiful hearing you speak. For a minute straight, this? without bringing up Rambo, <laughs> without bringing up Rambo, well, you can't. Well, on no, Express I really VPN, enjoy you your conversations. Thank you. I, I like. It's uh, very nice. Uh, okay, wait, that was a very way too broad statement. I enjoy your conversations about oh. Rambo oh. because it's something that I am sort of passionate about, tertiarily interested in. But well, I also not see as much though because no, well, how not, passionate you are about. Yes, it. because I remember when we saw. I think when we saw the fourth Rambo film together. That's still my favorite Rambo movie. Because you were like, you know, not jumping out of your seat to go see it, but you were excited after we saw it. Yes. And when we saw it... I also it, knew at the time it would make a great review because we had yes. a pretty big pilot that we were filming. We did. We did. That was, one of the reviews was going to be that, and I knew you and I were going to have a great, great conversation We about did. It. And the thing was that it, it was it was like you... Didn't I go with you? I went to you to a Van, Van Halen concert once. Yes, me, you, and, and it was Simone, wasn't it? Wasn't that you need this magazine more than I do? <laughs> you, I me, and Winkleman and Winkleman saw the last concert Van Halen ever performed. Wow! At the Hollywood Bowl of 2015. See, this is I don't remember much. You can still watch the whole thing on YouTube, and man, is it a great that's, show! That's great. Uh, I'm glad that I caught that. Um, I literally told him that like uh, three you, times. You, you really did. Uh, but <laughs> the, your excitement in your eyes when you went to see it, and it was at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. Wow. So, guys, on it. It's right. So Halfway through Dance the Night Away, Christian taps me on the shoulder. He's like, this is like when Brian Dennehy goes up to, <laughs> to Stallone. And they did, and did you know that during the craft services part when it, him and Stallone would sing this song together? Um, but it, the excitement in your eyes for that show mm -hmm. is what was my excitement when we saw Rambo 4. It's, yeah, you live vicariously through the other person. And for so you were, you were pretty excited about that overall. But, um, but anyway, going into... Um, do you know the show on on Netflix, the, the the movies that made us? Yes. So they have a, a a season two that just came out. I just saw they had like Back to the Future is one of the that's movies. Part, that's in season two. I haven't yeah. seen much of that documentary at all. I really appreciate. it. I think I saw the one on Elf. I watched the one on Dirty Dancing, which was pretty fascinating. I saw okay. the one on what was the other one I saw? Shoot, there are a few of them that I watched. They're really good. And then my wife and I watched the one on Pretty Woman. 
the other night. Oh, there's one of Pretty Woman. Do you know that the whole story of that movie is fascinating? It's fascinating. No. Like, so the guy who wrote the movie, he, he, it was called 3000 was the name of the, and it was a dark script about mm-hmm. hookers in, in Hollywood. Yeah. It was like a full on drama. No, no, no comedy in it whatsoever. Right. And so it, and remember I, cause I sent you a clip from it, the, the, the movie itself the other day. Oh, I know the clip. The clip I sent you. You and I have a good chuckle about, about that every time, time. time. But it, anyway, so the, the, the movie was, it bounced around. So one producer had it, he, and he, and he was with the, with the, uh, the writer and they went to the same company that made Dirty Dancing. Right. And like, OK, look, we're going to make this movie. And then that company goes out of business. So it starts getting bounced around. The script goes bounced around. It's supposed to go somewhere else. And and then Disney picks it up and they're like, uh, you sure that you this Disney, you know, this is a hooker <laughs> movie. And then they'll I'll like, I'll give you $3,000. <laughs> more or less. And that's like they even joked about that. And and but they had Touchstone at the time and Touchstone was doing Touchstone was <laughs> hilk, no kissing. <laughs> hilk. They even explained where that came from. Explain where all that came from. Yeah, the streets. Reality. No, it was the it was the guys, it was who was it? It was somebody's grandmother put that in there. The one of the producers said it was looking at it, and the grandmother said, you know, kissing on the mouse too intimate. And they I want to know how Granny how used to do it. How Granny used to pull that assholes. Yeah. Um Oh boy. Oh dear. What do you say? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Another rim job. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we got away from that. <laughs> oh, that tickles. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Tongue's okay. Keep the finger away. <laughs> oh, Disney. Oh, there we go. Giving us so much joy over the years. But they started, so they started making the, the, the movie, and they start, they're going into it, and, um, and well, not making the movie, but it would get it looking like it was going to be made. Touchstone was going to do it. They had Julia Roberts attached even when the other company was going to do mm-hmm. it because she had just done, like, Mystic Pizza and didn't nothing, right? And Satisfaction? Maybe, yeah, yeah. That Satisfaction. Yeah. No, that was beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But great, she, great she movie, was, I she think. Was, yeah, she was, she, was in, she was nobody at the time. So then they, they, uh, this, the script is uh, it, it, Touchstone's going to make it, but then they're like, well, we need somebody else because who's Julia Roberts, right? right? They're not going to do it. And because they, they went out to, and then they went to Richard Gere. Richard Gere's like, I don't know who Julia Roberts is. I'm not doing this movie. Meryl Streep. Well, it, who went? To, I can't remember all the different actresses that they said went out for it, but they have all the list of the different actresses. And Ali Sheedy. None of them felt right. None of them felt right. Molly Ringwald. No, not, uh, maybe Molly Ringwald, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But then. Um, they couldn't get anybody else. Richard Gere's not attached to this, so they kept Julia Roberts on. It was the shoe. No. And then Gary Marshall comes on board. Yeah. And meets with the, with, they're like, I want to make this thing a comedy. Yeah. And the guys, and, and they're like, uh-oh, the writer's going to lose it. He goes, yeah, I can do whatever you want. <laughs> and so the writer's like, okay. Oh, that's great. And so they were going to fire the writer, but they don't. And then Jason Alexander, Gary Marshall, did not want him. Said no Every single time he showed up in the room, he said, no, no, no. Right? Did not want him. But wow. Richard Gere, they wanted. Julia Roberts was on because Gary Marshall loved her. Said, this is who we got to yeah. use. And they, and they used Julia Roberts. And then they take a meeting with Richard Gere again. And Julia Roberts just charms the pants off the guy. And then he decides he's, he's going to do it. They have the whole, so Richard, are you going to do it? Because he also wanted right. to work with uh, Gary Marshall. So he Deborah does Winger could have been interesting. That officer and might, a gentleman. That reunion? might have been. That might have been one of them. They were great together Maybe, in that. But I don't remember. But uh, but he, he, they hated each other though. But um, so 
So anyway, they get through. They they go through this whole they go through this whole thing. They finally do it, and then Richard Gere is the one who brings who tells Gary Marshall to hire hire Jason Alexander because they can't they couldn't get anyone else, and they were shooting like his scenes that day. So when Jason Alexander gets wow. on on the set, he's like, oh, "I got the script ready." He's like, and Gere's like, "Just wait until you see what we're doing here." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just wait." And they start shooting, and then he's like, "Now do do another take this time funnier." All right, now do this one serious. <laughs> now say something about his shoes. And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. The whole movie was like complete, like they just improv and Gary Marshall throwing things out and telling really? him to do things and throw these moments out. And they all thought it was going to be a bomb. They all thought it was just going to be an absolute because they didn't know how it was going to get pieced together. Yeah. And then when they started piecing it together, it, was, it started because they would use all these different takes that they had and showed what a genius Gary Marshall was on the way that he was putting it all together. That scene, you know, when he clamps down on her hand? Yeah. Like, and she does that laugh. Totally improv. I did know that. I remember she, hearing that. She, yeah. la- she laughed. They kept it in. because It's thought a it was great. great laugh. It's a great laugh. And they did all those things. And they, they, it goes through. It's a fascinating. If you haven't seen this series on Netflix, it's the movies that made us. And it's, it's a, that was a great episode. But I've had to have told this story before. Do you know I met the late, great Gary Marshall? As did I. Did you? I met, so I met him when he was working at. Do you meet him at the comedy store or something? He was walking out of the belly room, and he was exactly who you want Gary Marshall yes, to be. He was. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. So that's it. I ran into him. Beat that story. Hot my, shot. My, mine's pretty good. <laughs> mine's pretty good. So <laughs> I, I hope so. I ran into him at when I was I was temping at New Line, and he came in. He was working on some project with them. So I had just gone to the bathroom. I'm, I'm peeing. I looked to the right and. Spit Holy your gum shit. in the toilet, and then what happened? Yeah, it just fell out again. And Gary, you should pick that up. No. So Gary, Mar- Gary Here, have a Harvey bar. Yeah, that's right. Gary Marshall is, is right there next to me. I'm like, holy shit, it's Gary Marshall. I'm like, I got to say something. I said, but not why the guy's pissing. I'm going to wait. So I'm watching, and I watch You do the extra long. A little slower. Sing happy birthday twice. And I, and I wait, and right in the corner of where we're going, and I go, Mr. Marshall, it's a pleasure to meet you. The Flamingo Kid is one of my favorite movies ever. He goes, The Flamingo Kid? That's the one you go with? All right. <laughs> and I was, and I, he's like, he goes, thank you very much. And I go, I, I love it. I go, sweet Georgia Brown. He's like, all right, well, you know the movie. It was, it's a great it strategy. Great. Yeah. I can't say it, it was super successful in that particular meeting. Or accurate, because Pretty Woman is, is obviously my favorite. Okay, but... I think we're of the same mind here. Everybody so, says Pretty Woman. Too. Right. Your strategy, you didn't want to go A League of Their Own. No. Because Penny he Marshall directed it. He's, right. in, he's, he's in A League it. of Their Own. He's in it. That's where Harvey Bar is coming right. from. And obviously directed Pretty Woman. Yeah. And so you don't want to talk about, like, Happy Days. Yeah. You don't want to talk about any of that stuff. You want to pick something that you think was maybe their passion project that didn't hit on the radar as much. Right. Because then it's going to be super endearing to them. They're going to be like, the Flamingo Kid, we're having dinner at the right. Smokehouse in an hour. Why don't you come by? And you're like, oh, this is my in. No, he, he, he was just that. He's like, that's the one you go with? Because Do you have any celebrity stories where that actually, that strategy worked? I'm trying to rack my brain. if Because I've, I've used the same thing Dagnino from time to time. probably has millions of them. Because Dagnino always goes with the obscure movie. Yeah, that, but, but I think that's a good tip it's for all you, you youngsters out there. You meet somebody that, that you admire, you go off the beaten off path. The, yes. Yeah. I will preface it that I say, I do love the Flamingo Kit. Uh, it's just not my favorite Gary Marshall. I knew he directed. I have no idea what it's about. It could be oh, about a animated family you, of pink flamingos you know, in a front yard. You know, can you? I want you to. It's 1987, I believe. Yeah. So it was before Pretty Woman. So they right. made it seem like he was jumping from sitcoms to movies. He had already made a movie. Can you? And he always uses Hector Alonso. By the way, it's like his good luck charm. He uses him 
all Hector the, Elizondo. Elizondo. Yeah. Uh, he, Hector Elizondo and Laura San Giacomo in yeah. Pretty Woman also work together in the sitcom Just Shoot Me. That's right. So, yeah. So can you? That's that's one of the people who's in uh, Flamingo Kid. So I'm not going to do that. Can so you, I already won. No, you already gotta, won your game. Let's see how many you. Can, let's see how many people you can give me. Ooh, 1987. I, think about some stars and let's see if I can get you. You can get any of them that are that are in there. I will throw Rob Lowe. No, but it's not a bad guess. I will throw any of the women that I named that were considered for Vivian. Um, Howie Sheedy. No, no. Molly Ringwald. No, I don't think there's. I don't remember who the female lead is in that one. Dabney Coleman. I don't remember. No, but so the the who the lead. So the story is about Robin a, Williams. No, story okay. is about a kid living in Brooklyn. Dad is Hector, um, and he is. Um, and he has to go, and he starts working at this club, and he's and he and he's as as a not like you know a pool boy, and mm-hmm. and, and he starts getting involved in this big car game. It's like the fifties and sixties, and there's like this mentor that 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 kind of picks him up, and and he's like he becomes like his uh, his he's like his idol, right? This this guy, yeah. But then there's like this big card game, and the tables turn a little bit. But uh, Burt Reynolds, no, but I. But out of a conversation that we had today, already on this show, you could go into one of the vaults and pick somebody up. Brian Dennehy? Close. Sylvester Stallone? Richard Crenna. Oh, Richard boy. Richard Crenna yeah. is, is, plays like the, the mentor guy. Okay. The lead character is Matt Dillon. Oh, that, that checks out. That, in 87, when he was in he was Rumble Fish. And yeah. And everything. So, and, and it's, and yeah, and I always remember it at the end of the, at the end, there's like, the, the big thing that they would call out is sweet Georgia Brown is what it is. And when he beats Krenna at the end, he, he calls it out and says, I got to find out if that movie's streaming anywhere. Okay. I haven't seen it in years. All right. While you're telling that story. That's the one you chose? I can't. Okay. Here, here's my game for you. Yeah. I'm going to give you five movie stars and you have to tell you if I'm going to give you seven seconds, seven seconds. per movie star. I'm going to time it. Okay. You got to give me one movie. And you are going to be. With this celebrity yeah. in a place where you're interacting with them. Okay. And what movie do I bring up? What movie do you bring up? You're not, it, it has to be a movie off the beaten path. So it, you have to bring up the movie that you think Seven is actually going to engage them in conversation. Give me 10, because I would look over and I would say to them. Okay. I'll, g- I'll give you 10. Yeah. And your first movie star is, is. Tom Hanks. Uh, Larry Crown. <laughs> okay. Really? No. Okay. You're not allowed to take the same one for Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, I would say Mystic Pizza. I'd say Satisfaction. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, a heart condition. No, no doubt. I don't even know what I would Bob say. Hoskins. You ever see that movie? Bob Hoskins? It's, it's, so Bob Hoskins like this racist cop who... Oh, I have heard of this movie, and, yeah. And he's a lawyer, uh, Denzel Washington, yeah. and he dies. Okay. And, and so Bob Hoskins gets his heart. And so Denzel is following him around dead. And like giving him like like an Ooh, angel. I like that. And it's a, it's underrated movie. All right. And speaking of first movies, first time I ever remember Denzel Washington in anything when I saw that as a kid. Speaking of movies that feature dead people yeah. following you around, your next celebrity is Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, uh, I mean, a ghost doesn't count, huh? No, no. All right, fine. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Four. Shoot. Three. Two. All the I'm going pop- Karina. Karina. Or I'm going uh, Jumping Jack Flash. Great so I would have took that one as like one of her one of her big starring roles. Like that's why I didn't well, take Corinna, that. Corinna, or, or no, Corinna, Corinna is okay. That's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Jeff and Jack Flash and Color Purple were the two I went. Too popular. Okay. Too popular. Color Purple's too popular. Too popular. Yeah. All that's right. You have you have two celebrities left. Yeah. 
I would go with Tom Hanks. I, I'd like to go. Tom Hanks, I'd go back to Road to Perdition. No one yeah. talks about that one. Yeah, that feels like something he's really proud of that didn't quite get the, yeah, I wouldn't go the Larry, notoriety. I would go Larry Crown. Your last two celebrities. Celebrity one, Brian Dennehy. Oh, Gladiator. Easily. Not not the Russell. The James Marshall one? 100%. I go FX. Well, well, you'd have to do You'd have to send a telegram to heaven. Is he dead? Yeah, he died. Died oh. last year, I think. Oh, well, we miss you, Brian. Yeah. Okay, your final celebrity. Ten seconds. Yes. Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, Copland. That would have been mine, too. Yeah. Yeah, because he's great. I'd never seen it, and I watched it, like, sort of towards the beginning of the pandemic. It's he great. is great. Rappaport's really good in There's it, too. There's so many movies that James Mangold directed. It's nuts. I didn't even know. We had a throwdown question about him the other day. Uh, so the, and it's, the guy's done everything. He's done a lot. He's done a Very lot. impressive body of work. Yes. You know what else is impressive, Mark? Better help. That's how you do it. That's right. Better help. Uh, you guys know this already. This podcast is sponsored by Better Help. Better Help, that is better. H E L P. If there is something that is interfering with your happiness or it's preventing you from achieving your goals, you should check out BetterHelp. It's going to assess your needs and it matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling and is done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. It's pretty simple. It's how you do it. You just log into your account at any time, and then you send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And if you want to see some of the people that have been using BetterHelp and you want to check out how they feel about it, you go to the website and you read the testimonials. They are posted daily. You visit betterhelp.com slash reviews. But you should also check out betterhelp.com slash SEN live. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over the 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This is a very special offer to big thing listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash SEN live. Um, that's the other thing I was going to ask you. I don't know. I'm checking out uh, some of these. Um, checking out some of the news. So first of all, our boy at uh, Fandango, Eric Davis, good friend yes. of ours. Um, just tweeted something you might be interested in. Apparently, Cobra Kai Season 4 oh, right. arrives in December. Yes, I saw that earlier this morning. I'm still halfway that. through Season 1. Not because I don't like it. I kind of love it. I just This is what happens to me when I'm watching shows. So I'm going to get back on Cobra Kai unless you have another show that I need to watch before I finish what I just started, Barry. Barry's really good. Yeah. I, I think I finished Season 1. I, so, I got a little tainted by Barry because people were telling me how great this one episode was. Like, it was the best episode of television. Makuga said it. Like, this is some of the best TV. From season one? I think it's season two. Okay. Since Sopranos, since this. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see it. I thought it was ridiculous. Oh, the well. episode okay. that, that I saw. And I was like, oh, there's so many 
jumping around on a roof, and I'm like, is, I'm like, is this a supernatural show? No, like, what the hell is this? And it was, it was, I, I didn't like it. Took you out of it. I didn't watch the it. The Chechnyans kill me. They're great. The uh, great. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Root murders yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. He is so so funny, and Henry Winkler. Oh, Henry Winkler is is, is, is just yeah. so show's great. Good. I, I need to get back into it. I, I I do because I think that one episode tainted me. I mean, like the internet, everybody loved that episode. It's like that one question when people go, "What's the thing on television everyone loves that you don't?" It's that episode. How do I get you to unplug from a little bit of the hype? Because I feel I gotta like watch you're a little too concerned about because it. Because I need to watch it on time. You're, you're too concerned about Star Trek fanboys after the fact to go see Tarantino's treatment of it. Yeah, well, no, it's not. It's it's not. It's, the problem is people will ruin nice things for you. It's like that person that comes That's very party true. and, like, you're in the middle of a party, you're having a great time. And, and then they come up to you and they just start talking about Rambo or, or for no reason. Rip, or rip the fucking biggest fart and just clear the fucking room. And it's like... He could also do that, by the way. I've wh- seen it happen. Not, not, in, not, in a, not in a party. I wouldn't do that. Well, he let that. his dog breathe on people. That's very true. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when it came to... Barry itself, I really liked the majority of it. Right, well, I'll watch season two. It was like Dexter meets like... Um, Are you excited that they're doing another yeah, Dexter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's I, that happening? Very soon. I got to catch up on that. I've never seen an episode. The first four seasons... F- first two are incredible. Three's okay, four is great, but the problem is that they do something in four that you're going to be like, holy shit, I can't believe they did that. And they also lost their main showrunner, the guy that was like the guy who has made this the show right. really popular. He left the show. That he hurts. Didn't, he didn't come back. He's coming back for this season because that's another show. I was religious on that show. Like I watched that show. I loved that show. I bailed on the last season because it was like this. I watched the first half. I never do this. I watched the first half of this last season. Was so done with it. I just bailed on it. You and then, pulled and, an Ellis. And I watched. And I watched the. I watched the season. The last moment of the season finale on YouTube because I was like, I was like, that's stupid. The way wow. That and it was that bad. And but it's the same way that I am excited for the uh, the Indiana Jones because of the the Mangold coming along sure. and trying to give it another. The same way I was excited for. Rocky Balboa after Rocky came out. Sure. And the same reason I would be excited if they did Ben Treblecook's script for Die Hard and gave and gave oh, we need it. They got rid of that prequel. Did you see that, right? Yeah, you, you told me that they got rid Thank of God. it. Which is like, why did it take y'all that long? Turn around. Was everybody around. involved with that prequel just sitting on their hands for the entire pandemic? Like, well, as soon as we out. get back in there, and then they're like, nah, we're yeah, just gonna pull the fuck out. They this. were trying to figure it out and they were gonna they were gonna de-age him the whole time, and that would it just would have been just, an, it, 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 it I mean, along. monumentally, what is going on? You've been in these meetings. Yes. What is going on in these meetings when that's the winning pitch? The, the pro, and again, it's it's it has a lot to do with Bruce Willis. But I did I tell you yeah. did I tell you my overall uh idea of how I think that they should they should incorporate a lot of what Ben said going to um, Nakatomi. Yeah, they're having some anniversary in celebrating Japan, him. And he goes. But my, my he's idea. He's the guest of honor. My idea is that he goes with Zeus. With Samuel L. Jackson's is he character. In, is he in that? Is that is that part of Ben's script? I didn't think it was. I don't. I can't recall off the top of my if, head. If it was, I apologize to Ben. I don't remember it being. But but my my idea was that, and, and maybe it's because that's what happens in Ben's script. I don't remember it. It ben, all starts ben with Ben is, is, is writing something so good where you're something, like, oh, even given what we just got from right. Die Hard, we still have we hope still this. Here. But my idea was that like one of them is begrudgingly wanting to go, like not wanting to go. Right. Uh, and maybe it's maybe it's John McClane doesn't want to go, and 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 he's like, come on, you old fart, I don't want to go either. But like I'm. 
go and let's do this. I think that's goes, the way you do it is him convincing McClane to get on the to plane. Go. And then he, and there's then he snakes goes, on the plane. Right. And it's just, it it's would a, be funny if they threw a joke in there on the way in. What's on the plane? They make a Pulp Fiction joke in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. What do they say in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Uh, I think Zeus asked him like something about um, like, like, like what he been doing or something like that. And he says he just uh, been smoking cigarettes watching Captain Kangaroo. Oh, okay. From the song, yeah, from yeah, of course. Um, so anyway, so that's uh, yeah. I, 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 to see that, and then you bring up Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai certainly did that to the Karate Kid franchise. Like, sure, they absolutely did that. So I would love to, and we should talk about that first. Did you see? Did you see? Um, how much have you, have you seen? A Cobra Kai? Yeah, halfway through season one. Okay, it gets better, and I, the, oh yeah, I'm already loving it. But I, I, I you know, I. I piece together things that I've seen people yeah. rave about seasons two and three. And so I kind of know where it's going loosely, but I just think it's such a great setup. It's, it's the perfect time yeah. to do something like that you so long? in both those actors careers. I'm just, I, I know, you know, but that one I'm surprised because like it, it's what I realized, like that show, the, the, the base in realism, like which karate kid mm-hmm. one certainly had the first season has. Yeah. And it kind of starts to go out the window in two and three. Once you accept that, then it's just such a fun ride overall because, like, the kids learn karate really fast and they become ninjas really fast and they're jumping off trees and doing right. Shit. And I remember at first having an issue with it and then going, "Why do I have an issue with this? Mm-hmm. this is fun. It's just a fun show. It's just fun. Yeah. It's our our friend from this radio station recommended it. Oh, oh, yeah. It's it's it's, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Um, but where do we, where were we going? And then and then I, there was also news that uh, South Park is going to extend it through like season thirty. Wow! And Trey and Matt got a, a deal to make fourteen original made for streaming movies exclusively for Paramount Plus. I don't know if those are all South Park movies. That's fun because that's the headline. But that's, that's the other piece of you news. You still watch South Park? If it's on occasionally, yeah. I I will hit it and just get that injection. Yeah. I still prefer my my sort of comfort animation family comedy guy. is still Family Guy. Yeah. But because I, I did a versus that uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, I'm not sure if it's up yet, but it's not a big spoiler because they wanted me to do a versus that was the Simpsons versus Family Guy. Right. And I was like, okay, it's great. Just so you all know. And I warned people at the beginning of the vid, Family Guy has no chance to win this. Literally no chance to win this. Because you're going to get, you're, no matter what anybody argued, yeah. Because there's five rounds. First round is, uh, is tomato meter. Yeah. Second round is ratings. Third round is iconic characters. Fourth round is is best ever, episodes. For Simpsons? The Simpsons wins all of oh, those. All of those. Okay. Thought, all I, of those. I thought you were saying. Except the wild card round, which is which makes Mark giggle more. Okay. Then Family Guy is competitive. Then right now, I, I Family Guy you. makes me laugh more. I misheard you. I thought you. I thought you were saying there's no way Family Guy can lose this. No, 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 oh, no. There, there, it, you, if you're any animated no. show, Family Guy could team up with South Park and Rick and Morty and Bob's Burgers and King of like the Hill. Like Cornell Whitaker going up against Tyson. They're both in their prime, but this one of them does it really, really well. He's just not big enough. It would be like all of the Expendables going up against Muhammad Ali. Right. Then it's a fair fight. Right, right. So it, my mom, my my brother just sent me this picture, by the way, that my mom had. i got to show this to you. If it, if I was going to say, did you just confuse your mom and your brother? Well, my mom had this picture from when she was younger, and i got to show you this. And my brother sent it to me, and you're going to lose your mind when you when you see it. Um, was she in the film Pretty Woman? She was not. As an extra? Film. She was not. But this this picture, i got to see if I – so this is from my brother, Brian. He found it, and it was... Um, Man, you know how to get people to tune in, not only to the podcast, which we hope watch. you subscribe to, well, rate, review, this. all that stuff, but you also listen to it look and watch it. Well, you explain what you're seeing here. Look at that picture. Holy crap! Right? 
This is a picture. That is a picture of Muhammad Ali at the ring, ringside with his trainer in a gym where he's clearly training for something. And it is Muhammad Ali looking like he's in his absolute prime, maybe towards the two. My mother. Oh, my gosh. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. What what year does it say? 1971. So he was just coming back from being banned from from boxing. Do you know how much that picture is probably worth? Uh, I can't even imagine. More than... I'm Your so, and I's I'm combined. So, I'm so mad that my brother found it because I've been looking for that thing. It was like, the, it was like. Oh, you I, knew it existed. I feel, yeah, I feel like Janice Soprano, like I'll go in the in the bottom of the house looking for the the treasure that Livia Soprano left around, and I and he found it. Talk to your parents, kids. You know, it, 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 Makuga's mom told me a story. Yeah. Um, that she and her friend got tickets to go see the Beatles when they made their first appearance in Pittsburgh at whatever wow. that arena wow. was. And it, Josh's mom went, had a great time. The other friend couldn't go for whatever reason. Kept it. I don't know if she still has the ticket, but it yeah. is an unused oh, Beatles wow. ticket. That's crazy. From 1964. Wow. And that's got to be worth thousands. Gonzo. Yeah. Amounts of money. Wow. Yeah. So that was uh, when my brother found that. I was like, I was, I was happy that he found it, but also upset that I didn't find it. I mean, that's the guy. Uh, it was. Yeah. He's. He, he, I mean, I don't even. I, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. You just you can't maybe keep, put Babe Ruth, maybe put Tiger Woods, maybe Ali put had Venus, uh, Serena Williams. Maybe I, it's hard. Is he my favorite fighter of all time? No, we but, also didn't have the luxury of getting to watch. Right. I mean, I've watched all as his it, fights, as it was, as happen. was happening. Yeah. I've watched all his fights. I, I do. I think he's the greatest fighter of all time. Yes, there's no, as do there's, I. There's no doubt. There is something about Tyson's uh, Tyson's raw skill, mythology, and, power and the stuff that he did, and and I still don't know if you put up a 21 year old on a custom auto uh, Mike Tyson against mm-hmm. Ali, who comes out of that fight. I, st- I still don't know at, at what point you put them together. But what I will say is the difference between the two of them. Muhammad Ali had that intestinal fortitude that no other fighter has ever had to this day. Yep. Yep. When and the only way that you can say that. Is when you How watch, many times George Foreman punched him? Not just that, dude. When you watch the first fight with him and Joe Frazier, and mm-hmm. we talk about this all the time, he, it, they, went, they went 15 rounds back then. Yep. So they're in the 15th round, and they're beating the piss out of each other for... And this, this was right, and this was when he had just come back. And so he, he, it, it, they're just busting each other up. And in the 15th round, Joe Frazier... And Joe Frazier is known for his left hook. Yeah. Joe Frazier doesn't just hit him with the left hook. He hits him with Muhammad Ali's hands down, square in his jaw, knocks anybody's head off, end of fight. Muhammad Ali not only goes down, he's up within two or three seconds. Unbelievable. In the 15th round. He gets up. He doesn't even take the break. He, he goes down, and to show Joe Frazier, no way, motherfucker. That would be right that Broken would be, jaw. Broken jaw. It's like you just swam the English Channel, yeah. and as soon as you get on shore... Joe Frazier punches you in the left. Right. <laughs> and then you just get up. It's, it's Did, like, dude, I, like, that's not, that's not, that's, that's not normal. It's not human. No, and that's why he was, that, that's why he's the best. Yeah. Me. Like, that one moment alone. Have you, did you rewatch after, because uh, uh, Marvin Hagler passed away not too long ago. Yes. Did you see the Hagler-Hearns fight? Of course. It's, it's, it's on YouTube. Yeah, I've watched it many times. And it's like. It's a, it's a brawl. It's the closest thing I've ever seen to. Rocky fight. To, to a Rocky fight. Yeah. Because you can't believe, but you can't believe this actually happened. And that they're actually connecting with those blows. No, it is crazy. a a nuts sporting slug event. Slugfest. Yeah. It's a slugfest. Yeah. It's another, I mean, the, the, uh, the only other fight that I would say rivals that for the amount of action to be able to stand are 
definitely the first one, but any of the Gotti Ward fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those fights are, are not, those are not human beings fighting. Inside. Not for the faint of heart. Dude, it's nuts how they, they hit each other so many different times and stagger and go back. You put, they, I used to watch it when YouTube was a lot cooler back then. They used to put, like, they allow you to put some, the music, I don't know why they got rid of a lot of these videos of people using music because now everybody does it anyway. But at the time, this guy was putting this great score together mm-hmm. of this stuff and showing all these fights. And man, it, uh, those fights are, are great. Best boxing movie outside of the Rocky franchise is um well boxing or fighting boxing yeah because I would have gone warrior um, say you can't take gladiator can't. well no you can still take gladiator yeah gladiator is a it's yeah a, you can't take warrior it's yeah well, gladiator is a different type of boxing movie um raging bull is too and so and you know, I, I see I think million dollar baby is a really good boxing movie it's a great I, I've seen it once it's, it's very tough to revisit comes in like freaking Tyson um it's hard to revisit because of the ending, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think. The fighter's pretty great. Fighter is a good one. I'd I, have to watch Southpaw again. Yeah, I remember liking Southpaw. I don't think it's, it's not. It's not outside of. I mean, outside of Rocky, no. Um, Raging Bull is probably up there. I I'd probably yeah. have to go Raging Bull. Ooh, uh, Cinderella Man. It's a good one. That movie. That movie. That was that. That had same, had the same fate of mm-hmm. what so, happened with Solo. Right. Like. Why they put that movie out in the summertime is beyond me. Why in the world would you put that movie out in the summertime? I think, th- I, I think that it goes back to that, that one of the very few good points you've ever made in your thank life you, thank you, thank you. is that movie stars don't sell movies as much anymore. Right. And I think that cin- when Cinderella Man came out... Back then they did, though. I think back then was when it started, started. To, to slide because they... Okay, Ron Howard's making this thing, right. and we get... <laughs> we, <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Right. Please tell me that one of the tomato cans that Russell Crowe fights is Clint Howard. Oh, it sure should be. He's, I mean, he pops up in every single movie. I know. It'd be so great. Borders Park. It's like, like, oh, you don't want to get, you don't want to get a piece of this. No. It's <laughs> His hair. Yeah. Oh, goodness. You're more of a grudge match guy, I guess. I was so bummed with that. Kevin Hart's great in that, though. You know, it's funny. It was before he really blew up, so I don't. I, I remember that he was in it, but, but it's it, it's worth. I've never seen it before. It's it's worth watching just for him. See it, but I, yeah. I think um yeah I'm I, the ones you threw out there are pretty are pretty good. I, I would have to say Raging Bull because of the Jake LaMotta story in general. Sure, sure. Um, yep. I mean, you you couldn't knock me down, Ray. Yeah. You couldn't knock me down like the whole. I mean, there's uh It's the stuff outside of the ring is really what you're looking at, is. and that's why the fighter is up there too. Yeah. Because all of the the. The, the Boston sisters yeah. are so good, really good at being Boston sisters. Really good. I'm curious. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of comments as far as what their favorite Bring it on. That's why are. we're here. We That's why we have been here, because Junior's got to go. Yeah, so do I. Uh, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for Mark for joining us. Now, we were going to put this um, show on Monday. We're going to start it on the new channel, but we're going to push it back a week. So... We were going to put it on the 9th. It'll be on the 16th. So starting, this will be on the main channel for another week. And so when does this yeah. When does this drop? This drops on Friday. Tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be on Friday. We're in now now. We're on now now. So it's on Friday. And then, so on Monday, we're supposed to move everything over to the new channel. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go back a week. Just going to push it back for a week because we have a lot of things coming up that I also, that you guys, if you know about it already, the Cantina, Scum and Villainy Cantina. Thank you to JC Reifenberg over there. We have a big event, Mike Kalinowski versus, um, versus Chandru for the title, the Inner Geekdom title. That's going be big. down big. 
So make sure you get your tickets. New York is on sale now, October 9th. 9th. October 9th. So 7th and 8th. Yes. By the time this goes up, hopefully you can also get stand-up tickets Oh, that's, on that's the 7th a, and 8th at New York Comedy Club. Yeah, August 14th. And then you got um, you got a few more. You got, uh, forget it all. Anyway, so he, he tried. And then the spectacular. So the spectacular is on December 4th. So mm-hmm. make sure you check that out. And if you're not listening to this podcast, you should. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole damn thing. Keep letting people know about the big thing. We're uh, responding to comments, doing all that. So thank you very much. And thank you to Mark Ellis for joining us today. And uh, we'll see Mark next week. We'll see you guys on Monday. Peace out, everybody. with a friend deal even if that friend is yourself your mcdonald's your rules live your best morning with bogo breakfast sandwiches only on the mcdonald's app now buy one bacon egg and cheese mcgriddles or sausage egg and cheese mcgriddles and get a second one free valid for item of equal or lesser value limited time only at participating mcdonald's valid one per day excludes one two three dollar menu visit mcdonald's app for details download and registration required If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 